Okay, I have absolutely no chill for today's episode because I have not one but two amazing guests joining me to talk about a brand that is absolutely on fire right now, Aviation American Gin. And we're going to get to that, but first, I want to give a little bit of background on this podcast for any new listeners tuning in. On the Making the Brand podcast, I share marketing lessons derived from pop culture. So from music to movies, sports, television, and everything in between, we can find an important marketing takeaway if we look hard enough. Today's episode and discussion nicely aligns with this angle. You may know this already, but Aviation Gin is a liquor brand backed by one of the world's most beloved actors, Ryan Reynolds. He's a great example of a celebrity who's taken his experience and his platform to build a brand. And Aviation Gin is masterful at capitalizing on pop culture moments. I'm exploring this subject today with Dr. Karen Freeberg, who is a fellow social media professor like myself. She teaches at the University of Louisville and is an online instructor for integrated marketing communications at West Virginia University. She's also written three books on social media and is an accomplished blogger, consultant, speaker, and so much more. I feel so lucky to have her expertise on the podcast today. I've become fast friends with Karen thanks to Twitter, where she's always tweeting about Aviation Gin's campaigns. She even talks about them in her classes. But speaking of Twitter, that's also how I connected with my second guest, Adrian Molina, who happens to be the senior brand manager for Aviation Gin. And on the night before we were set to record this podcast, Adrian saw Karen tweet about it and asked to be a part of it. My answer was absolutely yes. So it was really spur of the moment, but It's going to be so great because while we discuss some of Aviation Gin's amazing work, you get to hear about it from someone who's been a part of developing it firsthand. So you're really in for a treat, but fair warning, this one might get a little rowdy, but hey, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? So dare I say, pour yourself a gin and tonic and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. All right, so you guys, can we just take a moment to thank the Twitterverse for... (laughs) bringing us together for today's episode and how just magically that happened. I'm so happy this worked out. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be on my very first podcast ever. <laughs> a long time listener, quote unquote. But okay. Like, that's after, the, I don't know. <laughs> that's the best practice. You're going to do great. And we have yeah. so many questions for you. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot to cover and Adrian, I'm sure you've been busy because Aviation Gin has just been giving Karen and I a lot to talk about in our classes. So 
I want to start off with Karen, though. As someone who follows the brand so closely and with such admiration, what was the first thing that Aviation Gin did that really caught your attention and made you think, wow, this brand is, is doing really amazing work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And and as someone who teaches social, I always kind of look to kind of see what brands are doing. And I always love the examples of brands doing really well. And then of course, there's brands that I'm like, okay, I tell my students don't do this. But I feel what you know, what Adrian, you and your team have done at Aviation Gen has been so revolutionary. And I remember when I heard Ryan Reynolds, you know, basically get involved with it. I remember hearing that. And then I saw the Samsung TV commercial. I thought that was pretty innovative. But really what caught my attention was the Peloton commercial. I just saw that and I'm like, this is amazing. And um, it reminded me kind of like a modern take on the Oreo commercial. And I know Leo, um, who was part of the team that did Oreo. So it was kind of fun to be able to talk about that. But um, since then, I just feel like whatever you guys have done, pushed out, has just been so innovative and creative but strategic that literally I feel I've told friends of mine in the industry I'm like okay you guys are getting schooled in a really good way but talk to aviation gen they're doing things right um but I feel across the board it's not only the content that aviation gen is creating but I think what's what really has struck out at me is the, the importance of engagement like the twitter universe is exactly like this podcast came together because of Twitter. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think Adrian, you and the team at Aviation Gen have been so great to engage and listen with, you know, individuals and to really understand the full ecosystem of social and digital, building communities, creating content, making an impact, selling gin, all that good stuff. So it's a, it's a winning combination across the board. So props to you guys. Thank you. I'm blushing. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll definitely get to the Peloton thing because I think that's what really I mean, Aviation Gym was doing great work before Peloton, but I think that was the first big moment that really got everyone looking at you guys. Oh, and yeah. I did not clearly, see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just so swift and impressive. And Karen and I obviously aren't the only ones who are impressed with what you guys are doing. I want to give kudos to you because Fast Company recently ranked you guys as one of the 10 most innovative companies in the branding category. So... Claps there. <laughs> that, was, that was, yeah, that's a nice feather in the cap, but White Claw, number one, I'm still scratching my head over that. I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> what have you done? 2021, you'll come back. We're aiming for it. We're aiming for it. <laughs> yeah. I do want to read what they wrote uh, on the Fast Company article, though, because it is super flattering and I think it it really just ties in so well with this podcast where I do love to talk about pop culture so they said it perfectly here they said over the course of the past year Ryan Reynolds has managed to raise the profile of aviation gin among drinkers while also placing the brand comfortably in pop culture part of that is sheer celebrity but the work itself has been the envy of every marketer and ad agency using meta advertising to pitch aviation, Samsung, and a Netflix film all at once was impressive. Yeah. But it was how the brand managed to find and hire the Peloton wife for an ad while the viral flames around the exercise brand were still burning that really had everyone buzzing. <laughs> I mean, what a huge compliment. And with anything in pop culture, you really have to jump in on the conversation quickly while things are still popular, right? And we've seen Aviation Gin do it not only with Peloton, but in response to Burger King and the Moldy Whopper and 
the fire festival. So Adrian, can you give us a glimpse of what it's like behind the scenes to really pull off these campaigns like this? So spur of the moment. Yeah. Um, so the behind the scenes, it's funny because, um, we're always asked like, Oh my God, your team is awesome. Your team is awesome. Uh, the marketing team for Aviation Gin in particular under the portfolio we're in is um, I'm the senior brand manager on the brand. All aspects of marketing, so from social media monitoring to deciding what new retail display items we need for the year and helping design that. So everything between that. Um, so I'm almost like the nucleus and I have an associate brand manager uh, under me that helps um, you know, pretty much with stuff that I'm too crazy to do uh, in the mornings. Uh, but then it scales up to my VP of marketing, who's um, kind of hands off because he likes what we're doing so far. Um, but then kind of the marketing minds behind aviation, it's really Ryan and his creative partner, George Dewey, um, who's the president of Maximum Effort Productions. Mm -hmm. um, so... There's really no science to it, and we're a very small team, so an idea like Peloton or the Fire Festival will start off with a text chain with Ryan and George. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a script from George, and then I'll kind of add my two cents to it, because obviously we want to um, get as much branding as possible, and working with Ryan and George the past two years, I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. yeah years um they're they're more ingrained in the brand so that they know what hit the points we want to hit um so then from there it's do we have the budget to do this all right cool it's fine then it's off to the races so um the behind the scenes is very fluid um very small in the sense that um my vp of marketing doesn't get those scripts i do then i forward <laughs> to him and we i kind of explain the rationale behind it because you could imagine about the fire festival um, getting Andy King, for example, I had to explain who Andy King was to my CEO to open uh -huh. up some So imagine me going into my CEO's office and like, so yeah, um, we are going to get Andy King from fire festival in this content clip as uh, a tag at the end. And he's like, who's Andy King? I'm like, well, he's a guy who offered a, uh, Flatio for some water from this document. And he's like, that was the most awkward, awkward <laughs> approval process ever. Um, but obviously that, that was a big hit. And now so they kind of trust me on that. And yeah. <laughs> I love that because I think some of the best ideas are ones where at first your boss actually laughs in your face because they seem so out there. <laughs> but it's actually what ends up getting attention and what really shakes things up in the marketing world. That is so true. And that almost happened with Peloton also. Uh-huh. Because it was Wednesday night. I'm landing in Austin, Texas. I get the script texted to me from George. I don't know if all the text went through with the plain stuff. Um, so I'm reading the script, and it was a way different version than what we ended up with. Um, so the whole time I'm looking at this, I'm like, he's like, and we need to film this on Friday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hey, I get it's about Peloton, but what's the, the hook here? You know, Andy King was a good tag at the end. You know, we've done other stuff and like reading the script to Ryan's not even in it. Is he narrating? Mm. Um, so then I pipe it up the ladder for approval and budgets because mind you, it's December. 
budgets are very slim. I'm like, um, yeah. just did the Samsung thing. <laughs> like, yeah. You're killing me. So it's, and my CEO, my, my higher ups who would have to approve a new budget were like, what's wrong with the Peloton ad? I love that. I bought my wife one. I'm like, read the audience, dude. <laughs> I love you guys. But so I really pushed that through. So I'm just, so then I have a call with George and I'm like, George, so is Blake Lively going to be like the girl in the video? He's like, no, no, we, we found Monica. I'm like, did you tell me that <laughs> from the get go? That would have been, we could have streamlined this way faster. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't tell you that. I'm like, no, dude, that's literally the biggest thing. <laughs> and then once that, I was like, okay, yeah, just push it forward. Then I explained it further and yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it all worked out beautifully. And just, mm-hmm. I want to bounce a, a question to Karen then, because speaking to just brands in general, how important is it for them to have a pulse on pop culture when developing social media content like Aviation Gin does? I think it's essential because I've seen, again, so many brands and I have a laundry list. I actually have a folder of things that I share with my students like, okay, these are brands that are either trying too hard or they're really trying really, really hard, you know, to be relevant. And it's just, it's painful just to kind of see how some of them are just so out of touch. I'm like, please, please don't. Yeah. And I think those brands who are able to listen, you know, to really, again, kind of have that hand on the, you know, on what's going on is, is so important because you have to understand where your audience is and be able to make that emotional connection to be able to see, okay, we understand what you're going through. And it's been very interesting to kind of see how, even in light of what we're seeing right now with the coronavirus, like how some brands are very out of touch and some of that are like really communicative, they're understanding, they understand like what's going on and when and where the overall context. So um, I, I do look at that just to kind of see if, you know, brands really are taking the initiative. And so again, Aviation Gen is one that I, I, I feel like too, and I know I've shared this with Adrian a lot on, on Twitter and social, I feel like I need to call my class the Aviation Jan Ryan Reynolds class, because I literally mentioned you guys all the time. And my students are like, okay, Dr. Fugger, are you a gin fan? I'm like, I am, you know, in bourbon country, that's a big thing. <laughs> that is a big thing, you know, because um, I, I don't drink bourbon. So I'll admit that. You know, so. <laughs> but I like the bourbon country. So you're like the ultimate influencer for aviation gin there in the South. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, aviation gin, if you have coffee, you know, then we're, we're set. So, well, I love that you bring that up. Cause I, I do think so many brands try to force their insertion into pop culture and just do it wrong. And there can be these missteps where it's just totally misinterpreted. So you really have to have to know your audience. Like you mentioned, um, Adrian, what would you say, I know you touched on the text thread and how that really starts out, but do you guys have any more of a a formal process for monitoring social media trends and conversation uh, in real time? (laughs) Um, So I live or die by TweetDeck. Mm -hmm. Literally, I have every um, Boolean search for Reynolds plus Jen, <laughs> at Van City Reynolds handle plus Jen, Aviation Jen, all summons to that. Um, and within Instagram and Google, manual Instagram and Google alerts, I kind of know what people are talking about, about the brand. That's why I'm very responsive. My usual work setup is three monitors, tweet deck on one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, that happened. Um, but I think, 
from the monitoring and listening perspective, it definitely takes a certain type of ADD to <laughs> be quick, which I'm like, I got to respond. I got to do this. I, I hate letting laundry pile up yeah. uh, as possible. So why not just engage, respond, and drop a little like or the, the bare minimums at least. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think within staying on trends, um, it's a pop, pop culture is culture nowadays. Um, obviously within the consumer world and our marketing world, the marketing ones are easy to identify, obviously, because you could kind of have that, but for the pop culture consumer ones, it's just listening and being aware. Don't always be streaming the same things. Just open up something new that you've been talking about. Um, you know, just have conversations with younger people that are above 21, um, (laughs) that, um, you know, about their things. I might not dig in everything. Like I've never seen Love is Blind, but I know everything about it. (laughs) So I just think it's a matter of, uh, being very, being a sponge because for things that are coming your way, obviously you don't have to ride or die but if you find a creative angle to make fun of it in some way, or just kind of insert yourself, but not forcibly, um, there's been several times on and millions of things that a script came my way, but the time <laughs> elapsed and we were like, uh, okay, let's kill it. Um, so yeah, I'd say there's really no pure system there. It's mm-hmm. almost gut instincts as marketers and as people who have the fingertips on pop culture and just, absorb that. Yeah. And I commend you for knowing when to kill an idea. Cause like Karen was saying, it can easily just go wrong and, it, and feel forced and it just not be the right fit, especially if too much time has passed. It's the mm-hmm. whole trend is, is kind of dead. So yeah. Karen, do you have anything to add to the conversation as far as social listening? I know Adrian mentioned tweet deck. Are there any tools that you like or just any social listening tips in general? Yeah, I know. I, I really think that TweetDeck has been a great tool. Like that actually is one tool that I recommend for my students to use because um, I it's interesting in this day and age and, you know, even 2020, I have students that are very social media savvy, but then others that have no idea of this world of social. So I usually start, you know, kind of saying, okay, this is TweetDeck. This will be your best friend. And then other, my students are like, what's TweetDeck? And then when they get in, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, I really like that. I am a big advocate of Hootsuite um, just because of integrating various other platforms. Um, I, I also really like um, Clear and uh, TalkWalker, but, but for a variety of different reasons. I, I, I like Clear just for influencer marketing, just to kind of see. Um, and I'd be interested in, Adrian, your take on, you know, influencers, because again, Ryan's very influential, but um, it's really interesting to kind of see the tools that are out there to kind of identify, okay, who really is influential versus who's maybe not as influential, you know, in the, the space that they're trying to market themselves. Um, but yeah, I like TalkWalker. There's just so many tools out there. But, um, and then I got um, access to AgriPulse too, which is a useful tool that um, they're doing a lot more with educators, which is always nice. And um, Adrian, you were mentioning about the budget that you guys are working with. Um, our budget for educators is year, pretty much zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and you, and you get student versions for free then. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And I think that, I mean, what's great is that this field is becoming a little more established, more mature that, you know, we're 
seeing brands and other companies like, oh, there's classes that are in social. We'll be able to help you guys out with tools. And it's like, yes, we want to prepare the future students to be able to work for the amazing team, like, you know, working with Adrian Aviation Jen. Um, so we're able to get access to those tools too. So when I first started, we had like none. Now we have a few options, which is, mm -hmm. is good. So I, uh, I was thinking we, we should be really grateful that we don't work for the brand Corona right now, because I don't know how they're, <laughs> they're tracking their, their keywords. Zoom. Oh my God. Yeah. Sweet tech must be, yeah. <laughs> must be yeah. a nightmare. It'll be lit. Yeah. They're, they're yes. lit. Yes. I feel like they would be kind of like the mean, you know, the dog with all the fire around. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. they have Corona, I guess, to help them through. But yeah, oh I would just God. spin that around. Like, look at this many mentions we had this month. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sports must be through the roof. <laughs> this word, look at this word cloud. This yeah. big ass Corona in the middle. <laughs> Killed oh my it. gosh, I love it. <laughs> well, we are going to get to influencers in a little bit. So I'm glad you brought that up, Karen. But just in general, I mean, Adrian, we've seen Aviation Gin just really push the envelope, if you will, when it comes to out-of-the-box campaigns, things we haven't really seen before. How would you describe the brand's overall philosophy when it comes to creativity and their marketing approach? So I was, the brand itself um, kind of tied a lot to the approach that we have with Ryan and how Ryan thinks in general. Mm -hmm. So the brand, it was actually founded in 2006. People think Ryan Reynolds founded it, just invested because he loved it. Um, it was founded in 2006 by a bartender and a distiller who wanted to create the best mixable drinking gin. Um, and these are two dudes from Portland, Oregon, Christian Krogstad, the distiller, uh, Ryan McGarrion, there was another Ryan <laughs> who was the bartender, um, so they just wanted a really summery light gin because they were tired of drinking the very juniper forward London dry gins, which give you pine mouth. It's usually the gin that you stole from your parents when you were 15 and that you have PTSD about. Um, <laughs> so us being an American gin was pretty much us like flying in the face of tradition and subverting that all gins do not have to be a London dry. You could still have juniper and little technicality. Um, gin, it, to be classified as a gin, you must use juniper berries in the distillation process. Mm, if you don't like use that. juniper berries, it's just vodka. Um, mm. Weird rule, but, but again, London dries, we're constantly doing juniper heavy ones, pine mouths of the, the two founders figured like, why can't we have a balanced uh, mixture and have juniper as the basis, but lavender, sarsaparilla, um, orange peel, more as like the front man, the lead guitarist and all that, rather than the juniper. So with that, we're like, you're crazy. Like no one's gonna drink a floral gin that tastes good and is mixable. Everyone just loves their juniper-heavy thing. So um, one of the original taglines for the brand in like 2010 was, you know, fly in the face of tradition, um, which really celebrates um, America kind of ingenuity, creativity, um, free, we always say free from the tyranny of juniper-heavy in London dries. Um, so it's always had the rebellious quality to it. Mm. So um, with Ryan investing and obviously being really passionate and creative with the marketing, it just went together very well as he likes to be subversive. It's, he 
him and him and George always have these wild ideas. Like if they're do if they're going that way, let's go this way, but do it our own way. So I think that's what um, kind of ties to the brand DNA as a whole and the marketing that I'm a big proponent of. Um, you know, there's just things brands aren't doing. Like who yeah. would, a brand would take a picture of their refrigerator when someone with two followers <laughs> asked for yeah. it. I was like, why not? All that. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Um, and it's so interesting for you to hear because I was curious. One of my questions for you was just how hands-on is Ryan and everything that you guys do? And it seems like he's very hands-on. Can you talk about that and what it's like working with him? Yeah. So Ryan's an investor in the brand. Uh, the way he got involved with the brand he was also very organic. Um, he was filming Deadpool two in Vancouver. They would wrap for the day. He had this bar he would frequent. And he's always been a gin drinker also, like most of his life. So he'd order a Negroni, his favorite cocktail. And he always just thought, why is this the best Negroni I've ever had in my entire life? So he'd go back there and one day, uh, he just asked the bartender flat out, like, I've been coming here a lot. Like, What's in this Negroni that makes it so good? And he's like, oh, no, we use gin. We use the standard things, gin, like vermouth and uh, Campari. But we, like, and he's like, what gin? Like, aviation gin. <laughs> so that just clicks. It's like, wow, it's not, you know, it's the gin itself that's making that Negroni so good. Mm -hmm. um, so his people reached out to our people. And when Ryan Reynolds comes knocking, you're like, oh, <laughs> this is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, then... People with higher pay grades than I worked out the deal. He invested, uh, became a co-owner. Um, and with that, he has a seat on the board. So he's very, very well aware of the business. He sees the decks that are made um, all the time. Uh, he's constantly texting with like my CEO on business things. Um, I get emails from him, you know, just kind of, hey, this is a fun selfie I took in front of a truck. Feel free to use it on social. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. So cool. Um, but yeah, no, he's curious about the business. He's engaged. And yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's the difference between other celebrity deals where it's, we'll pay you a million dollars just so we can use your face. It's mm -hmm. actually the money's invested. He's literally one of the hardest working people I know. And obviously he wants to build this brand, call it his own. So why not leverage um, his creativity and his platform for it. It's so refreshing to see because even just from the outside looking in, like we can tell just how hands-on he is. And he even liked Karen's tweet about this podcast earlier. Who knows? Maybe he's listening or he will be listening. So Ryan, hi, how's the family? It's crazy because like, he runs his own socials. There's no filter. Between yeah. I find absolutely amazing just knowing um, the celebrity social world of assistance, but Ryan, it's hundred percent organic. So it's really actually interesting to see and cool to see. And I could, That's when amazing. you see other brands leveraging celebrities, it's like, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're not, they're not about that life right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and Karen knows she, Karen knows she probably talks about this in her classes, just the importance of being organic and building influencer relationships that feel you know, authentic. I hate to use that buzzword that we always talk about, but it's, it's really a huge part of identifying the right influencers. Mm -hmm. um, Karen, how do you think Ryan Reynolds celebrity influences the success of the brand? 
I think it, it really, I mean, just hearing, you know, from Adrian just now that he runs his own social, I think that Ryan not only understands the corporate brand influence that he has, but also the personal influence. And I would have to say, um, I, I tell this with my students, like, you know, when I had the notification that Ryan followed me back in December on Twitter, at first I was like, at first I thought it was a bot. I almost think, I thought, okay, there's a bot, poor Ryan, he must deal with these a lot of times. But then I saw the verified number, like, check, and I just was like, I freaked Sweet. out. <laughs> I, I freaked out. So I posted it, and then literally, Adrian, like, and Brian, like, that, I, I've done a lot in my career that I share with my students. I'm like, yeah, I wrote books, I've done this. They're like, no, Dr. Freeberg, Ryan Reynolds follows you. That's the most important thing. <laughs> I'm like, pop culture wins. Gold, you know, pop culture is culture, yeah. is everything you said. And so... I feel that, you know, he understands the personal influence that he has and doing those small little things like liking posts, engaging, talking about how aviation, you know, is the best coffee, which I agree, you know, absolutely. You know, so um, I, I just feel that that he understands the whole picture of what social media is all about. It's about being social. And I just feel, you know, he's, he's rocking it. And I, I mean, I'm saying that, okay, this is going to be for the record. I, I'm a big avid Dick Dwayne Johnson fan. Like I wrote about him in my social media book. I praised him, but I'm going to have to put the crown on Ryan, you know, and I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, I'm until Dwayne Johnson follows you, I don't know if that's happened yet, but <laughs> no, it hasn't, but he did call me Dr. Karen. So I tell my students, they can call me Dr. Karen, Dr. Freeberg or Dr. Or Professor Freeberg, but Dr. Karen is only for the rock. So. <laughs> understandable, understandable. I mean, that, that's a huge fangirl moment for sure. Really? Yeah. I, love it. I love it. Another thing I noticed, just like a small little touch about Ryan Reynolds. I noticed that all of your, uh, commercials for aviation gin and everything are on what seems to be his personal YouTube versus a, a brand YouTube. I don't know if that's by design in any way. Yeah, I mean, he has, I think, 1.6 million followers on his YouTube. So I got to update our YouTube page. But at the same time, it's like, why spread out the audience if yeah. it's about aviation? It's <laughs> it makes a lot of His sense. videos tend to trend. <laughs> On YouTube, the aviation ones, not so much, even though it's the same piece of content. So, Adrian, can you talk to me more about your interactions with fans and, and customers on Twitter and really on all of your platforms? I know you talked about resharing that, that uh, picture where someone asked for a photo evidence of the Fast Company article being on your fridge. And you said, you know what, I'll humor them. I don't care if you have two followers. This is, this is fun. So you, can you talk about your interactions with customers and just how it influences your content? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think our fan base is amazing. They're insanely engaged. Um, and they're also creative themselves, which I feel is kind of inspiring, seeing like a lot of um, people just taking dope photography. Um, so one of our followers, Mar Marilyn um, Starloff, she does a lot of, so you start off by just taking a picture of aviation gin bottle, candy cane in it. And obviously just doing social listening, I was like, this is a sick photo and it's Christmas. Wow. I want to use this. So um, I asked her and, you know, obviously tagged her and she gained the followers. Just, it's obviously like people who are creating content just for fun and that are using our brand. Why not amplify that platform a little bit bigger? Because it's like, Hey, we have, we tag you in it, blah, blah, blah. And 
you know, I'll send swag out to people. It's like, thank you so much for <laughs> all this awesome stuff. But it's, it's from a high level marketing perspective. These are a, our customers at whether they're bars or restaurants, noticing the brand and taking that extra effort to engage by taking a picture and taking a further effort to post it on our social media. That's three touch points that why not just amplify it from the brand and give a thank you to doing something awesome. So I love um, just seeking out user generated content because hey, a small team don't have the biggest content budget for ongoing evergreen stuff mm-hmm. besides the Peloton things of the world and the Arlene's of the world. Um, so that's, that's why, um, you know, kind of quick and dirty stuff that I'll seek out, reach out to the person like, Hey, is it okay if we post this? Um, and then, yeah, give them, obviously give them credit where credit's due because they're taking the time. They're acknowledging the brand. Like for instance, the, um, painting just posted the other day. I thought that was beautiful. I want to hang that up somewhere <laughs> in my apartment. Um, but I reached out to Carolina and she was like, oh my God, yeah, of course. I'm like, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you for, right. you literally painted an aviation gin bottle <laughs> beautifully. Why would, like, I'd rather share this with on a bigger platform to the world. This is beautiful and it's mm-hmm. its own brand. So um, a lot of times it's engaging with them. And so that's like more of the content side of it. Well, if these guys are putting in work for it, why not? appreciate that work with our audiences, which are um, almost their siblings as aviation fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like people, you know, asking simple questions like, where can I buy aviation here? It's like, boom, here's a link. Boom, right. here, boom, here. It's basic customer service at the most basic level. And again, that certain type of ADD comes in where you're like, all right, well, if they're gonna buy a bottle, might as well help them find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. It takes two seconds just to do that. Make their so, lives easier. Yeah. So that's why I'm very, very passionate about a fan base and they, they show it. They're very engaged. Mm-hmm. And I love that you take things the extra mile and you will not only tag, you know, whoever submitted the content, but sending them swag and gifts because you're just strengthening that relationship and fueling that fire for them to contribute even more content in the future. Karen, what would you say, how would you just describe the importance of user-generated content for other brands? I would say, yeah, with user-generated content is exactly what Adrian said. It really kind of fosters a community where you're not just the only one as part of the conversation. Uh, and I think that with other brands, they seem to only feel that they're the only voice in you know, the network and that they're just kind of using a microphone to say, oh, here's our content. But really what you want to create is a community and you want to get different perspectives and different interpretations and every person that's part of the community has different skill sets. Like I, 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 you know, I saw the image that you shared, Adrian, and I'm like, that is a beautiful painting. I can draw, draw a stick figure. My younger sister has the artist ability in my family. So I looked at them like, wow, that is so creative. But there's other things that you, you know, each member could create that really can make an impact. And I think if you're able to utilize, and, and I think the big thing is encouraging people to create content that you'd be willing to amplify and share that, you know, they feel like, wow, I'm part of this exclusive, you know, experience and community that, you know, a brand or a company is listening to that and that I'm more willing to create content for them. And, um, and I think that's so powerful is that it is, Brianne, you mentioned that relationship. And if you feel that you know, the content you're creating is appreciated and acknowledged by someone else, like you're able to have that stronger connection. So 
I think it's really important. And I think so many brands miss out on that opportunity because I know in my career, I've tried to produce content and give shout outs to brands that I've really been passionate about, but I've, you know, kind of lost that relationship because I, they're not listening. They're like not engaging. And so I, I'm the swag, Adrian, that you guys have did doing. Um, I was very envious of the, the socks. I was like, socks, those are amazing. What's um, about socks? Oh my gosh. I will rock them in class when we get back to class. <laughs> yeah. I'll rock them when I'm teaching online. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's just so great. And I, I also wanted to highlight too, a great point that Adrian, you mentioned, like whether you have followers that are, you know, you have two followers or more, you're inclusive, you're engaging with everybody. And I'm just so glad that you mentioned that, you know, with the content, because so many times people look at the vanity metrics and, oh, you're, you know, designated social media influencer or keynote speaker. We're the only ones that were actually engaging with you, but you're inclusive to everybody. Because again, you never know the impact you're going to make too. And I, I'm really appreciative that you put forth the um, emphasis on customer service. Because again, if you're creating content, you're engaging with, that is a spark of a beautiful, awesome relationship and building a very solid and um, powerful community. So Dope content is dope content. You could have a million followers or three. If it's yeah. dope. Yeah. Right <laughs> it's going up. Yeah. And I think it just, it really just reinforces that customers just want to be seen and it makes them feel so special when brands acknowledge them, even just a simple like on, on their tweet or a reshare. And it really stays with them and creates that ripple effect where they tell their friends about it. And it just creates such this, such a positive impression about a brand that can last forever and they're going to remain loyal to you. So it's, it's, you think it's just these micro interactions of tweets, but you're really leaving lasting impressions and building relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really incredible yeah. what you guys are doing. Um, Adrian, how would you say that your strategy varies from platform to platform? We've talked a lot about Twitter. Maybe we discuss Instagram a little bit, maybe YouTube and just kind of speak to how you approach each platform differently. I'm flattered you said strategy. Strategy is there is no strategy. Listen to your teacher. Strategy is good to have. Um, I'd say, I mean, I hate, it's, it's just knowing the platform, the constrictions, the, the audience you're going to have on that. Like, so for example, I, Sadly, do not pay attention to Facebook at all. Mm. If you check Aviation's Facebook page, it's just mainly the videos, knowing that video content spreads further on that. And I'll be sharing Brian's video posts of big content. Um, just because knowing Facebook, it's pay to play. And whenever we did an organic post, get somewhere, but nowhere. That's, that's why we have these um, social media charts on sales decks, because we're the most follow Jen on social media, but number one on Twitter, number one on Instagram. Uh, but Facebook, we're like number eight, because Hendrix has like a million, and we're like 54. I'm not gonna waste my time on the platform then, I'd rather go where the people are. And if you look at Ryan's social followings as well, which admittedly, we've pig they've piggybacked on to aviation just from all the content and everything else. Um, it's like, why waste your time there? Um, but I say the strategy for um, Instagram, it's almost mirrors Twitter, just some listening, some dope content, some timely stuff. 
Um, I personally love Twitter as a platform. It's my favorite. Um, as this all happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, Magical. Exactly. Um, just because I like Twitter because the verbiage is more seen and the quips themselves kind of last a little longer. People will pay more attention to the copy more than the picture versus Instagram where the picture needs to be a little bit doper because um, you're not going to look at the copy right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say one that I'm currently looking into and wrapping my head around is the TikTok. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to this Twitter thread of <laughs> a bunch of people behind the brand that uh, uh, Julian from Adweek kind of started. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing like hot takes with each other and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, TikTok is just... Oh, I feel like a pedophile just looking at this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like as an alcohol brand, we can't, like, we shouldn't be there. We kind of, I can't figure out uh, and again, like the, the quippiness of the rapid fire copy on Twitter doesn't translate to TikTok. Mm. Um, so I'm still working that out with my dog, just trying to yeah. his I channel, think- do hip hop videos and all that. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, I think you guys will figure it out because I feel like humor is such a big part of the aviation gin brand. And I feel like humor really thrives on TikTok. So I think once you maybe hit your stride there, I, I already can't wait for what you guys end up doing. How <laughs> <So> much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. I'll be laughing for sure. For sure. Well, yeah, I'd say the strategy for any of the platforms, just knowing um, the platform. And mm-hmm. actually, I feel one of our most successful platforms was um, email. Because mm-hmm. when Ryan started, mm-hmm. when before he launched Ryan, the idea came up for, he's actually employed by Aviation Gym. He should have an email address <laughs> from uh-huh. it. And knowing uh, George and Ryan's minds, and the tool of an out-of-office message, it almost creates a new form of communication. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, we have like over 55,000 people that emailed it, which yeah. is crazy, and spent zero dollars behind it, which mm-hmm. is, again, if, you're, if your marketing can affect the bottom line and save money, that's, you are a golden child in any company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how he so freely shares his email. I think that's even refreshing to see. It's really cool. Uh, Karen, I was thinking that I would love to be a fly on the wall in your classroom when you share some of your aviation gin, uh, you know, pieces of work that you love with your students. And I, I bet the dialogue there is really interesting. So what tends to be the overarching theme or takeaway that you share with your students about aviation gin's work? Well, I think, you know, whenever I share aviation gin, and again, I, I feel like with my class, I have to kind of classify it as almost like the aviation gin Ryan Reynolds, you know, because class, because I share literally everything that you guys have been doing, like pretty much throughout the semester. Um, and so I think the big thing that comes away with my class is that they, like the students too, I mean, a lot of times people think, well, they're digital natives, but they don't know, or they don't follow, you know, brands professionally, but like the students are smart. And what they take away is again the whole package where they're looking at saying it's relevant copy it's innovative it's creative it's not like you know what they would consider a typical brand doing on social but it's really something that is entertaining that resonates with them Mm -hmm. and so introducing the brand um to the students at the beginning of the semester they're like wow okay like this is really cool so they knew of the peloton commercial but then 
Um, I have a lot of dog fans in my class. So the partnership with the Westminster Dog Show really resonated with the students and everyone to love the leap year. And they were just like, oh, they really broke through the mold. Like they really took advantage of Adrian, as you said earlier in this um, chat, you know, when everyone's going this way, you guys are going that way. And I feel like that's the biggest takeaway I tell my students is sometimes when you see everyone else going one direction, if you go over here slightly, if you zig while everyone's zagging, you make an impact. You're able to cut through the noise and stand out on your own two feet and get a lot of coverage, a lot of awareness. So I've tried to incorporate those um, principles, not only for our client practices, because my students have to write a, um, and work, working with a class client on a campaign proposal, but I'm also trying to incorporate those lessons for students in their personal brand. How do they stand out? How can they zig while everyone else is zagging? How do they stand out competitively in the landscape of going out into the job market? So I see the lessons that, you know, again, Aviation Gen to Adrian, what you guys are doing is a masterclass of strategy and content creation in a creative, but a very effective way in this age. And so I think their applications are great personally with the brand, but again, I see huge ramifications, you know, and opportunities to, you know, tie these lessons to personal brands too. So um, again, I, I might need to talk to my department head and just say, yeah, we're going to call us the aviation gin class. We'll talk <laughs> about gin. We'll talk about social media. We'll talk about Ryan Reynolds, you know. The, word, the, word, the word strategy kind of me let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that class would be so full. You might have to keep it online after all just to accommodate Pretty <laughs> much. everyone. We might have to start a campaign. Maybe we can get a guest appearance by Adrian and Ryan together. That would be, that would be amazing. Well, actually, oh boy, I don't know. That's a, well, here's that's a level, to follow or open for. Uh, but here's the level two of impact. I actually met with the president of our university earlier this week because we were talking about this other partnership. And so she's Facebook friends with me. So she's pretty, you know, had to her backgrounds in marketing. So she actually asked me, she's like, you talk a lot about this gin company, Karen. Can you tell me a little bit about it? So I'm like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, little did I ever think in my future, I would talk about gin and drinking with the university president, but here we are, you know, so her background's in marketing. So, um, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys are having an open invite, you know, anytime at Louisville. Awesome. I mean, it just seems like gin is bringing everyone together. It, it inspired this podcast. It's inspiring all these meetings. It's like the new favorite networking drink. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's marketing right there. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drink of brand champions on Twitter. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, definitely the official drink. The official sponsor. Yep. <laughs> so, Karen, I mean, you kind of touched on this when you mentioned that brands should zig while everyone else is zagging and that aviation does an incredible job with this. Do you think that that's the biggest lesson that, that other brands can take away or learn from, or is there something else from aviation gin that you think they're doing right that other brands need to take notes on? I think, you know, as you know, Adrian, you mentioned with your team, the characteristics and dynamics, you guys have been able to do a lot, you know, with, this, you know, what you've been able to do with the closeness of your team. And I think that brands can look at the dynamics of your team and just figuring out like, who are the key people you want to have on your team in terms of your social strategy? Because I, I mean, talking with a lot of brands and, you know, co companies along the way is you, you do see people too, who are in these positions that don't really get social. They may get one part of social, but they don't get the pop culture. They don't get the creative side. They may be a numbers person, or they may be a 
pure digital person. So they don't get the whole picture. And I think the big thing that I've shared is that you guys are kind of the new age of teams to build where traditionally we've kind of gone through, okay, here's your marketing person. Here's your PR person. Here's your social, but really we're all kind of fluid together where we all have to be a kind of a collaborative unit and kind of bounce around ideas with each other and kind of go through the flow, kind of basically be um, creative and kind of test out these ideas. And I think brands can learn from what you guys have created here. And your, your team dynamic is, is definitely different from some of the other brands that I've talked to. There's a lot of hierarchy. There's a lot of people that kind of say, Oh, we own social marketing may say that, or PR might say that. And so, it's been really fascinating that you guys are kind of this team kind of almost like a honeycomb kind of model, you know, where everyone's kind of has different touch points. You're all communicating, collaborating, bouncing off ideas, going up the chain, coming down, you know? So I feel that that's really refreshing. And that would be something that I would take as another lesson that you guys are able to bring to the table. So again, props to you guys. Well, what I tell like a lot of like interns and you know past hires that reported up to me is day one, be a Swiss army knife. Like, don't have, don't just be a machete. Don't be that. Be a Swiss army knife. Have a tool for every occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my history with, within my company was I just started off as like the social media guru in 2010. Mm-hmm. We all know social media in 2010 was the wild west. So yeah. I thought I was being stuck in that position. And I was like, I'm interested in this PR thing because I'm seeing a lot of PR talk about publications on social channels. So um, kind of worked my way up from that, but then learned, taught myself a lot of digital paid media and how that affects organic and how that can also drive a little bit of PR as well. Um, so I, I always like to say, like, you know, social media managers think about PR also because PR kind of expands a little further. Like not everyone's following Twitter. Not everyone's checking their Instagram as much as we do obsessively. Um, But they might be going to people.com. They might be going to this news publication. Like however you can expand the message as much as possible outside of the social universe should always be a consideration. But also learn fun things like sell sheets and developing swag that you get to keep (laughs) because you keep the samples and leveraging that on all forms um through that so i'd say there could be a whole class taught on being a a swiss army knife and just having tools ready like are you the master of anything no you're not the best screwdriver you're not the best scissor cutter or whatever but you have that suite of tools available for you uh at all times and i'm really glad that you brought that up adrian too it's not only being a swiss army knife but also being willing to kind of learn like as you said new skills like you you know you start out as being the social media guru but then you're like oh i want to learn pr and marketing and i feel that is so important in this day of age just because you have to be adaptive and i, I tell my students if i stop learning you know new ideas you know like if i was in their shoes and i i'm dating myself a little bit back in my days at florida and um, I, we were all about MySpace and Second Life, and my students were like, what? I'm like, I know. Yeah, that would really help you guys get jobs, right? <laughs> but it's about being adaptive. I mean, my background's in PR, but I had to teach myself, yeah, as paid media, because when I was in school, we couldn't take advertising classes at Florida. Weird thing, but anyway. Mm. Um, so I've had to kind of build up those, yeah, Swiss Army knife, like the toolkit to kind of be adaptive where so you're able to have conversations like, okay, I know the marketing business plan, I know PR, and when things go wrong, here's crisis, and here's advertising, here's social. And so 
it's that ecosystem. So um, I think that is a great thing that you have here too, Adrian, is you're able to kind of tell your interns and say, hey, build as many tools, you know, as you can have in your toolkit. That's so important. Certain type of ADD. That's what I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to be so well-rounded. And it's interesting to hear about just how, um, Karen, your program at UF, you know, you couldn't take advertising classes. Mm -hmm. I actually got my undergrad at the University of Central Florida and my master's at Florida. And at, at UCF, they actually combined advertising and PR in the same degree. Yeah. So you got a little bit of both. And I think you, it really helped me because I can kind of explore my interests and see mm -hmm. where I was leaning. But I've learned that I, I like all of it. I like being a, a Jill of all trades, if you will. And you really kind of have to be a unicorn in this industry and, and adapt to the changes for sure. 100%. And props to you guys for having social media taught in classes because my, my second senior year, um, I was editing videos on VHS. And then the class, the class that was above that was like, you get to use Final Cut Pro now. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, there's no planning in this. So I was like, so unfair. So I can edit a VHS if anyone ever needs it. <laughs> Well, kudos to you guys. I, I want to hear, I know you mentioned interns and stuff, be, speaking mm -hmm. of, you know, education and professional development. Can you touch on your internship opportunities that you have with Aviation Gin? Ooh, um, oh, available now? Yeah, or just do you, how many do you have? Do you typically work with them year round? I'm just curious. Um, um, so yeah, they come semester by semester. Mm -hmm. um, had some good ones that there was a role open, so we hired them full time. They left and did amazing things. Um, obviously, as an intern at an alcohol brand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are the coolest kid on campus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For so, sure. Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, the pay is not the best, but you actually save money by getting free alcohol. Um, <laughs> if you're over 21, so no one underage. Yeah. And you get to work with one of the most innovative companies in the world right now. So that's <laughs> behind White Claw. Uh, <laughs> next year, I, I call, call that fake news for, yeah. I think yeah. they did some sort of PR plan. So yeah. maybe we can do like a PR plan. So you guys are totally undisputed. Number one. Yes. Time. Number we're, one. We're, we're, we're such a small brand. Like obviously the marketing team is very, very limited. Mm -hmm. we're just happy to be there to be honest mm -hmm. like we see that and um we know how that kind of news affects our industry so mm -hmm. you know the marketing world reads fast company but the buyer of a, the buyer who like decides what's in his liquor store shelves or bars in his restaurant might be like that is awesome i'm carrying aviation now so that kind of like news goes a long way affecting the bottom line. So that's why, again, I would say we're happy to be here. Like, mm -hmm. We never thought we'd be here. <laughs> in my opinion, like, there's going to be other brands that are there, but cool, mm -hmm. we're, we're here. So mm -hmm. that's why I say well, I think you guys have done so much with seemingly so little, having a small team, having these budget restrictions sometimes. And it reminds me of this author that I love. Her name is Sally Hogshead. And she always says that brands don't have to have the biggest budget. They just have to be the most fascinating and find a way to unlearn boring. And I think that's what you guys have done. You're, you're zigging when everyone is zagging, like Karen said. 
and you're finding ways to be remarkable and interesting and fascinating and, and getting people talking. And you don't have to be number one or have the the biggest budget to do it. You can do a lot with a small team if you approach it the right way and, and um, you know, just have your ideas flowing and, and just approach your creativity this way. So No, I agree. I feel lack of budget almost is creates the necessity to maximize every dollar as much as possible. And then um, when you're a growing brand like us, you see that dollar, how does that affect sales? How does it affect this? So it's almost like, cool, we got a bunch of rushing, but were sales up? No, then you're not thinking 360 in that mm -hmm. mindset. So yeah. it's like, I'd rather be a broke boy underdog than sitting high on a mountain and lazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can't get too comfortable. It, it makes you, it, it challenges you to really come up with those ideas that are going to make a big splash and you guys are just hitting it out of the park every single time. Yeah. Uh, so clearly it seems like. It, it helps having your friend Reynolds though. So. <laughs> oh yeah. That helps. Great <laughs> person is a platform, but, but again, like for example, we didn't spend a dime on digital pay last year. Mm -hmm. Kind of built that up. And when I tell my friends at agencies that they're like, wait, you didn't spend a dollar on digital, but you were like the number three trending video on YouTube. I'm like, it's all about the content. We're, we're, we have what we have. We're a Swiss army knife. So we have the PR going, we have this, we have this, we have this. Mm -hmm. And we just put it out there to the world because we were happy with it. Just good work. And clearly it seems like you're having a lot of fun doing your marketing and it, it's kind of contagious for us, Karen and I, as fans of the brand and everyone following the brand, we have so much fun just mm -hmm. keeping up with your big ideas and what you guys are doing. So what would you say is your favorite part of working on this brand? The free alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, no <laughs> rules. <laughs> We're in a lockdown. I'm just trying to quarantine myself. Right. Um, um, I'd say the, just the, just doing something different and, given the there's red tape obviously but you know the just the the lack of layers is very exciting there's ideas that are always flowing there's creativities and um again like not having a big team that's siloed so you don't know what the left hand's doing from the right hand mm. and just watching it happen it, it's really inspiring but also for anyone who wants to get in our crazy industry of brand marketing and alcohol marketing, um, it's it's more of just keeping your ear to the street, but always always looking for bigger goals. Like I always say that everyone has their head in the, their head in the clouds, big ideas, but nothing grows from the sky. It always grows from the ground. So just always maintain that level of. You gotta grow this crop this year. And I'm a Bronx boy, so I've never farmed, but um, <laughs> it's a matter of uh, just just always keeping your ear to the streets, kind of listening to your consumers, know where the base is. Like that's what helps build brands. As and because again, when's the last time you saw something grow from the sky? That's mm -hmm. how it goes. Mm -hmm. That's the extent part. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. That's that's such good advice. And I feel like we had so many good nuggets in this episode and we really covered a lot. But I wanted to ask if there's any anything else you, Karen, would like to add to the conversation and you, Adrian, as well, before we 
we wrap this up, but this was, this was so much fun. So I'll, I'll leave it to you. If you have anything else to, to chime in here. Well, I think everyone who's listening needs to follow Adrian because he's a rock star <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, by Amy agent Jen, like to view it as research, you know, to understand the brand. So, I mean, I did that. Like I, I felt that I needed to kind of get, you know, like, you know, the mindset of having aviation gin. I have to say that was actually my first gin that I've had. Um, really good. And um, no, I think that I would just end that, you know, literally, like, I'm just so grateful that what you guys are doing on social kind of is, is what Brianne has um, talked about. Like, you've really, like, have become a, you know, a brand favorite, of, you know, within all of the professors. I feel like we're kind of sparking this movement. It was the two of us with our professor group, just with, you know, everyone's just so excited to be able to share this with students and just kind of seeing the innovative creative content that you guys are doing is really kind of sparking. And, and it's important to, I think, to see the people behind the brand, you know, cause I think a lot of times we, we don't like, when we think of brands, we don't realize that there's people behind it. And so it's really awesome, Adrian, that you're here talking to us. You're doing this first interview so people can find, you know, finally see, okay, these are the amazing people that are part of this amazing brand doing amazing things. So I'm just grateful that we had a chance to chat and thanks again to Twitter for this. Yes. And thank you for helping us fill our lesson plans more easily. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you do our jobs for us, essentially. <laughs> oh, man. I was, he's getting degrees yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so speaking of that um adrian where can everyone follow you and i want karen to chime in with your um, website and social media information too um i'd say follow at aviation gen <laughs> first and my job. <laughs> um then my personals are at the adrian molina a-d-r-i-a-n molina on pretty much all social networks. Not on TikTok yet though, because it's, yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> but follow my dog, Bishop the Doggy on TikTok. Oh, done. Bishop. I'm learning by making him a hip hop channel. <laughs> it's called Bishop. <laughs> love it. That's how I learn. I experiment with my dog. I love it. That sounds yeah. so bad. Industry tip. <laughs> and Karen, where can everyone follow you? Um, yeah, they can follow me pretty much everywhere at uh, Kay Freeberg. Um, I'm pretty much on all platforms. I'm on TikTok, but I actually, um, I use my TikTok account. My parents have two Australian shepherds. So I basically told my parents, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be testing out TikTok on, you know, Ronnie and Rosie. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's a platform that, you know, so they were thinking it was something else. I'm like, okay, no worries. Mom. <laughs> the so. dogs of TikTok taking over the world. Right. Yes. There you go. There you go. Well, I think it's really telling that we're wrapping this up at the time of this recording right at five o'clock. So I'm going to say cheers to you guys. Thank you so much. I'm thank so you. happy the way this worked out. So spur of the moment, Adrian, thank you for chiming in. And I'm so glad we made this work. Dr. Karen Freeberg, thank you for your expertise. This has been a blast. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So you can't make this stuff up. Just two hours after we wrapped up recording this podcast episode, one of the aviation gin fans that Adrian mentioned, Marilyn Starkloff, tweeted a picture that is going viral. Okay, so right now the world is kind of freaking out over coronavirus, and Marilyn lightened the mood by sharing a picture of a martini glass alongside some aviation gin and the vitamin C supplement Emergency with the caption, 
time for a quarantini. And it is getting shared all over meme accounts with millions of followers. I'm talking about the account My Therapist Says that has 4.6 million followers. And it's still going right now, getting thousands of reshares and likes. And oh my gosh, you can't plan this stuff better. This is just a fun, timely piece of content that is lightening the mood and it's creating a ton of organic impressions for Aviation Gin. I am so happy for them in this moment and I'm so glad it happened in time for me to add it to this episode. So if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the Making the Brand podcast. There's a lot more great content to come and you can check me out at briannefleming.com, but be sure to follow Adrian, Karen, and Aviation Gin. Thanks for listening. Cheers.